Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey, this is Amy. And Megan. And we had this wild idea that's now becoming a reality. We've created the Nourish Your Soul Retreat. If you're ready to give yourself the gift of turning inward in order to awaken all parts of you, to spend a day tapping into your creative feminine power, intuition, and nature, and learn how to fully embody your knowing and capacity for healing. This retreat is for you if you crave real connection with nature and other soulful women who are on a similar path to nourishing their mind, body, and soul. Join us for the Nourish Your Soul Retreat at the beautiful Twin Bluffs Farm in Stockholm, Wisconsin on September 7th, 2019 from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check out the show notes for the link to our website and the full details. We hope to see you there. Hey, lady. So you know how much I am digging anything mindset and manifestation. It has been the deep dive of my life recently. And of course, you guys always come along the journey with me to experience it. And today I was able to speak to a mindset and manifestation coach, Ava Taus. Ava is awesome. (laughs) She has really grasped this concept of mindset and manifestation, but in a way that I truly, truly relate to and appreciate because she talks about the struggles that she's had in her life physically and emotionally, and that ultimately she knew that she had to find a little sliver of belief that her life was meant for more and choose that. To me, sometimes manifestation and mindset can get in this wash or this idea that it's perfect and that every day is wonderful and we just have to believe and it's great and blah, blah, blah. But life is life and sometimes it throws shit at us that we don't want. But we can't believe that that's not there and we also can't let that roll us into something that we don't ultimately pine for still living our best life. And Ava walks us through that and because of its fit and fierce, and you know that I love to attach any of this to our health and our bodies and our minds and our relationships with ourselves. So we do spend a lot of time talking about how you really can shift and harness not only your mindset, but also your thoughts, your beliefs, and your emotions around our health, around our body, around food, around every part that encompasses us. So sit back, get your mind right, get your mind ready, start manifesting all the goodness that is to come and let Ava show you how. All right, you guys all know my feelings on mindset and manifestation. It is my jam. And thankfully, I have an expert in this area today for all of you to get your deep dive on into. We're going to welcome my guest today. Welcome, Ava. Hi, hello. Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast. I, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who you are? 
Yeah, so my name is Eva, and I'm a manifestation and mindset coach. So I actually normally don't uh, always work with people only in their health area, but I work with people in all their areas of life. And what I do is I help people shift their limiting thoughts, beliefs, and emotions and help them create more confidence and help them create more self-love, so love for themselves. And from that place, really look at what do they want in their life and what do they want to create. And from their uh, confidence and from a place of self-love, really work towards that life. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. Power, that's a powerful role to play in somebody's life. Yeah, yeah. Where did that start? How did you begin to be interested in manifestation and this, the thoughts of mindset work? So yeah, for me, it really started when I was in high school and I was having uh, migraines a lot. And um, so I was really sick a lot of the times. I was home a lot and I was alone a lot at home. And so I really started thinking about my life, what I wanted to do, how I could get better. Um, And I also had these questions like, why is this happening to me? And um, so I asked myself all these really big questions and there wasn't really any doctor or anybody who could tell me what was going on with me. And so as I started searching more and more inside of myself, really, I saw that it had a lot to do with my mind and how I was pressuring myself and that the moments I stepped away from that. So when I stopped pressuring myself, the headaches would get less. And this really showed up when I finished my high school and I knew what I was going to study and I wanted to go to university. But I took a year off in between just to give my body some rest and to, to yeah, recover. Um, and I started doing things that I really loved doing. So it, it didn't make any sense, but I just loved doing them. And so I did it. So I traveled a lot and I did a lot of fun stuff. And in that year, I really found that what I truly wanted to do was just follow my own path and do what I love and follow that instead of just going to university, finding a job and um, yeah, doing kind of the, the basic or the, the things that people regularly do. But I didn't really know what else I wanted to do instead. And um, so I decided to go to university anyways. I studied anthropology and while I was studying, I started feeling really a disconnection with my study and that I really love learning and I really love learning about life and society and people and all these things. But I knew it wasn't what I was wanting to do in the future. I didn't want to make my job out of it. So again, I started searching a lot and um, I started to, because in that time, I really had no idea where to find my answers. I started to get down a lot. I didn't want to go study anymore. And in that period, my roommate passed away, which is now five years ago, um, And so when that happened, it really kind of tipped me over from already feeling down to, okay, this was just the last thing that I couldn't handle anymore, actually. So I got really depressed and I got really down. I didn't know what to do with my life. And as I was um, finding help for that and recovering from that and going through that grief, it really showed me that life is not 
something you should waste and you should really grab anything that you can that makes you happy and follow that and not just do things because they look good on your resume or because it brings you money or it brings you the next best job really find those things that fire you up and do that instead of um, yeah the other things and so um, I finished my university and after that I said okay I'm going to figure out what I want to do with my life and where I wanted to go. And one of the things that really always fired me up was traveling. So I started saving up money and I started traveling and I really step-by-step step, started to create a life that I really wanted to live. And when I was looking at my work and what I wanted to do, I, um, yeah, I wanted to fit all of that into that as well. And um, when I was recovering from the depression after my roommate died, I, <clears throat> sorry, I, um, I really dove into mindset and how that um, affects your well-being and how it affects your life and what it is you do and what, what you attract in your life. And I love much that when I was traveling and when I was digging deeper into that more and more, I started seeing results, just small results. Um, and the biggest of them was me living my dream travel life. And so I thought if I could just somehow pass that on, if I can teach this to other people that if they just follow their own God, if they follow what makes them happy, that they can really live a life beyond our wildest dreams. And that the only limitation that you have is in your mind. And if you can shift your mindset, that really anything is possible. So that is kind of how I ended up here. That's a lot to take on as somebody very young. Yeah. And and I, I commend you for for doing that and for taking that those steps for yourself because that's not easy to do in those, you know, sometimes people think, oh, manifestation and, and mindset, like you just, that's fit for all people. And like, that's good for you if you don't have any struggles, but you, you found that from a very, a very hard place in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. And it wasn't easy, but it also showed me like my way out of, okay, I feel like crap right now. But if I can somehow find that place in myself where I believe that one day it will be different, then one day it will be different. I think that's my number one question is how in those circumstances, how do you change that perception? You know, sometimes um, I feel like everyone's like, oh, you just have to fake it till you make it. Sometimes you can't. How do you change yeah. that perception in those circumstances? Well, I think basically in life, you always have a choice of to accept what is, um, which is, of course, you have to accept what is in your life right now and your present moment, but you don't have to accept that it stays that way. And I think that is the number one thing that really got me through all those years where I'm, I was really sick. And also later when I was starting to figure out what it is that I wanted to do, with my life was this idea of there has to be more than what I am seeing right now. Um, because I do believe that we live in a society where a lot of people are not happy. They're really stressed out and they're um, sort of chasing this idea of what they think that is going to make them happy. Um, and sort of to just keep going, keep going, keep going. While instead I was looking at them, I was like, that is not how I want to live my life. And I have no idea how what I am imagining is possible. But 
if I can just, yeah, find that one inch of myself that still believes that, that there is something better out there for me, then one day, no matter how hard it is, no matter how long it will take, I will find that. Just ultimately having that belief in yourself and that it is there. It might not be there today. Yeah. Exactly that. It might not be there today, but it is there. And just, yeah, keep reminding yourself of that, really, which is not easy. And most of the time you're like, what am I going to do? Um, And then there's maybe one second where you're like, I think it's possible. And then, yeah. Do you push back those feelings like you said, like, oh, my gosh, what the heck am I going to do? Do you push with resistance against that or do you just allow it to be there? So I used to do that a lot. Yeah. So I really labeled that as, oh, that is like the Batman side. I should not go there. Look at that. Um, That just has to go away. And as I learned more and dug more into this this whole world of mindset and manifestation, really, I figured that the only way to heal that part of yourself is to really face it. And go through it, feel it. And it's like when you're angry and, you know, instead of like keeping that anger and then have it explode in a situation where you just uh, explode it to someone that doesn't deserve it. And instead of that, like letting it out, like scream when you're on your own, you're literally letting that energy go through you and then it, it, it goes away. It just needs an outlet. And I think that's with anything of those thoughts as well of just if you are willing to face it and willing to feel it, but not hold on to it, um, then it can, yeah, find, find a way through you. We talk a lot about that in my community and with my ladies when we're talking about body acceptance or yeah. those pieces. It's like you, you, you have to feel your emotions. That's usually yeah. what is the root cause of Um, your strife and what you're struggling with so there has to be a space where you allow yourself what and maybe it's not even just about your body but in general are you mad are you sad are you you have to allow space for that yeah so how do you start to set up mindset and beliefs and thoughts and emotions really around health and I think specifically you and I chatted a little bit before we started recording I really think that's an interesting perspective to come from if we're talking about when you live in the extreme with my past and with a lot of the ladies that I work with, it's not the lack of motivation or desire to be healthier, to be fit. That's that for some people that is a struggle, but for a lot of the women in my community, it's the struggle with how do I actually be healthy without being extreme? How do I love and accept my body while maybe I want to change it or realizing that what I'm doing is not coming from a place of actually being healthy? Yeah, I think that's a, a really good question. And I really struggle that uh, with that myself as well, especially when it came to fitness and exercising, um, but also eating as well of just... Um, yeah, like you said, just going for it and trying to push through it. I, for one thing, in general, I don't believe anything that you push in life will get you the result that you want. And the reason for that is also when you look at mindset and how things work of like creating a life that you love. And in this case, maybe the body that you love, 
um, is that it's about the attention behind it. So you have your thoughts and those thoughts affect how you feel and how you feel is going to determine the actions that you're going to take. So if you believe that you're not pretty enough or that you're too fat or too skinny or whatever it is, and you want to change that because it's making you feel bad and you start acting on that, that is the energy that's going to come back around and create the life that you are living. And so also the body that you are living in. And so to really um, not push through it is to really look at your intention of when you are going to say that you're going to do fitness, you're going to exercise. What is the intention that the moment you step into the gym or the moment you step onto your mat, for example, I do a lot of yoga and I really had a period in my life where I was just doing yoga in order for me to lose weight or to just get the body that I wanted. While instead when I looked at the sort of bigger intention of what I wanted to see in my life was health and self-love and me realizing that if I just kept pushing and pushing, it was going to give me the opposite result in which that action was just showing how much I didn't love my body instead of saying, okay, I'm in pain today because I did a very big exercise today. And so the actual self-love today is to not exercise. And I think it's one of the most difficult things to do when you feel that sort of addiction to exercise and fitness and health. Um, because the moment you take a break is when your sort of your, your brain that's been programmed is saying to you, Oh my God, don't do this. You're going to get more fat or, you know, whatever it is that your brain is telling yourself. But if you can really look at those thoughts and say, okay, but what is the action that really shows that I love myself today? Because on other days that can also be um, doing the exercise. Um, And so finding a balance between that and really listening to your real voice inside of you. So when is it your programming that is talking to you? And when is it that voice that says, you know what, today is good to exercise because it's going to make you more healthy. When you have those, that negative space, you know, when you're saying, okay, I'm, I can step back and I can say, is this going to make me more healthy or not? How do you start to combat that negative self-talk? Um, so I think the biggest thing when also when you look at your mind and your thoughts is to learn to see which are true and which are not, which is um, a difficult thing to, um, let me think of a way how I can say this correct, because when you hear it like that, like what is true, then if you believe that you are ugly or you are not, your body isn't good enough, then the natural reaction that you have is going to say, yeah, but I, that is the truth. My body is, is not, um, not good enough. And so it really is more about finding a deeper truth that really connects with that deeper part of yourself and that really connects with that part of yourself that loves yourself, which is just really a process of you looking at your thoughts. And if you have a thought of, okay, I, I feel fat today, I'm, I, you look in the mirror and you say, okay, I'm fat. It's really that process of being able to look at yourself and see that that thought is not the truth or and a place to start it 
then is that if you look at yourself, you say, okay, even though I feel that that this is true right now, I choose it to not let it be the truth from now on. One of the things that I really did, which helped me a lot, was to sort of counter battle that, <laughs> literally, was just to stand in a mirror and I thought, okay, there are literally... 15 things I can name about myself right now that I really don't like, that I think is ugly, that I want to change, but I'm going to stand there until I can find one thing that I like about myself, whether it's the way I did my hair today, the way I paint my nails today, or how my feet look like, whatever it is, it has to be just one thing and then focus all your attention on that. And like, okay, even though I feel bad about all the other 15 things, this is something that I'm beautiful Oh, that I think that I'm beautiful. And so that is what I'm going to focus my attention on. I like that. I like that piece of, again, it's not faking it till you make it. It's not finding a yeah. piece of your body that you don't like and just say, oh, but I I love how my thighs look if you don't. But it's what else is yeah. It's almost like yeah. stepping back and looking at your body as a whole and not yeah, just exactly. laser focusing into this one piece that you don't like. Yeah. And also the thing is like, even when you learn that and also the thing with faking it till you make it, that is like the, the absolute opposite of what you should do because you are programmed to think that you don't look good. So if you're going to tell yourself, for example, if you hate your legs, Oh no, I love my legs. That is literally lying to yourself Mm -hmm. and your body is going to fight even harder because it's like, no, you don't believe this. You, your legs are ugly. And so it's going to fight back even more. Well, instead, if you can find just that one thing that you like about yourself, just how little it is, it doesn't matter and focus on that. Then, then your mind doesn't have something to battle with. How do you start to also do that then to, or do you, I, I should say maybe, do you think it's important then to, to step away from the mirror and find things about your internal self that you oh, love and celebrate too? Yeah, especially I, well, I'm a person, so I struggled with my body. I think everybody does at some point in their life, but it for me, it was never a really huge issue. So for me, it was... In that sense, let's say, easy to stand in front of a mirror and do this. But I think if that is something that is already too triggering for you, basically anything that's too triggering for you, that's not the place to start. And so if it's too triggering for you to look into the mirror, then definitely don't look in the mirror and find that that, that thing, uh, exactly like you said, find a thing inside. And that can be that you're funny or that, you know, whatever it is. Um, as long as you can just redirect your mind from the negative to something that you find positive and from there have that grow have that positivity grow instead of you battling the negativity how long did it take you to actually get to that space I think a lot of people hear that or I do too when I hear people speak about manifestation and body positivity and it's almost defeating because it's like oh my gosh well I'm not there like this person's so involved Um, That's a very good question. And I think, um, so how long it actually took me? So to say it in literally like years, I started this whole sort of journey, let's say, when I was about 15 years old. 
And so it and it hasn't honestly been until the last, let's say, two years. Um, so that's wait, how old? That's about uh, say eight years after that, eight nine years after that, that I really started making this big shift. And the reason why that was possible was to dig even deeper than just oh I'm not feeling confident about my body to really dig deeper to what was the issue that was beneath that uh, which just had to do with traumas from my past and so now I know I even have bad days right now where I like I don't have a flat belly and that's something that I'm insecure about and so I can look in the mirror and think oh I really want that to be flat let's go exercise let's go do you know you I go into that that pushy mindset a little bit and then I realize of that even that is just a reflection of the, the trauma that's underneath that. And so when I really started to look at these traumas and really started to dealing with that, like really separately from my, um, you know, working on my body, really looking at that trauma was how I could really see that in so many ways, how I was eating, how I was exercising, when I was taking rest or not rest. Really, that was not the starting point. It was even before that. And those are even just the results of me not having dealt with that trauma and not having dealt with just uh, these deeper issues. So really getting to the root and, yeah, dealing with the issue from there. That I think is so powerful to say. And again, kind of stepping back and looking at the whole picture, I think for women, a lot of times it's easy for us to fixate on our body because it's, or our exercise or food, because it's something that we can control instead of, again, kind of full circle coming back to where we talked about actually dealing with what is the root cause of why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Yeah. Oh, that gets heavy and it gets hard and it's work as you very much yeah. do too. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. yeah. Do you have resources that you use that were helpful to you or avenues that you like to direct people in that are beginning their journey with this? Um, so when you just want to dig into like, say the mindset manifestation, there are obviously a lot of books when you are talking about like manifestation and mindset in connection to your health and to um, your your body image, I would say it's a very personal process. So um, let me think what I would really advise for somebody who's starting this journey is um, I think anything do anything that will help you look at yourself. I think that was one of the reasons why I really got into yoga because if you have a good teacher, of course, um, and they really um, connect the exercise with the whole mental part, um, which in the end is what yoga is more about, um, to, to realize that, okay, when I'm in a certain position, am I pushing right now or am I not pushing right now? And so it's just you becoming aware of your thoughts and doing, looking at what it is that you're doing and why it is that you're doing that. So you can do any course, any book um, that is about this, you can read it. And, but in the end, it's about you applying it in your life. 
I think too, kind of piggybacking on that is a lot of times finding a coach that can help you in that. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, sorry, no. No, I, the, as the talk of, as we talk over each other in the podcast, but I <laughs> is very overwhelming to dive into that. And we get very much in our head. I guess I'll speak for myself. So to have somebody who one is an expert in that area or has done it, has walked the walk is helpful. Yeah. Also somebody who is out of my head, who is removed and can give me that perspective is helpful. Yeah, exactly. I think there's also something very powerful about putting yourself in a situation where I'm surrounding myself with somebody who has that higher vibration or that higher feeling. And I then start to up level because I'm around that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is so true because it really is energy just rubbing off on you. So whether it is that you're watching a podcast or you're watching something on YouTube or you're watching people on Instagram, you know, it doesn't even have to be in direct contact. Even then their energy is already rubbing off on you. And I think especially with social media and especially around health and body image, it's so important to really look at those people that you are following um, what, how are they making you feel? So even if somebody has a good message, but you, when you are on Instagram and they, these people, they have very inspiring posts, but you feel jealous when you look at them, just stop following them. You can always like refollow them later, but stop following them because that is the wrong energy that you are generating. So it's really find those people who inspire you and who bring out the best in you really that yeah I like that too I mean in the social media days too like our feed there will be times where I do catch myself following somebody with a great message or great content but it's very triggering for me and it starts to build up beliefs in myself that aren't true and they don't mean to but then I just have to I have to unsubscribe from that yeah exactly yeah well, where can everybody find a little bit more about you if they're looking? Um, so I am. I post a YouTube video every week, which is all about mindset, and manifestation, how to deal with your emotions, your thoughts, all of that. And next to that, I have a free Facebook group that you can join. I do a lot of free trainings in that uh, group. And... Yeah, for the rest, I am on Instagram, and um, yeah, that's it. I love, I love, you kind of hit my two. I'm a sucker for <laughs> YouTube, and I love Instagram, so definitely stocking yeah. all of your everything yeah. on there. <laughs> but I love, and Thank you. What a great way to have in your week of uh, automatic piece of positivity and mindset, like, oh, yeah. gonna, here. Like once a week, it's on my YouTube. I get to watch it. You know, there's something that's positively putting in your mind and in your feed. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely, like, I also really believe that mindset is really a part of where the issues start. So if you can just apply that on the topic of health and fitness and how you look at your body, then you're already um, a big step ahead. And then how does that trickle down, of course, into everything else that's going on with us? You know, it's not just if we're in a negative mindset, that's, it might be majorly impacting your relationship with your body, but with your relationships with other people, with money, with work, with with everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that because a lot of people think that health is like the, the end goal. Whereas if you really start looking at your life, you will see that health is a means to do all the areas, all the other areas in your life. So if you can really like get things straight in this area of your life, you will also see that so many other parts of your life will start flowing, will start working better and that things will start working out for you. Mm. Yeah, I definitely couldn't agree more too. And again, taking that fixation, I think for somebody who really struggles in that aspect, realizing that too. And like, that's a part of you. That's not your identity. Yeah, exactly. So true. I always end with just a few questions. So they get just a little more glimpse into, and I say Eva, but I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Is it Eva? Yeah, in the Dutch way, it's Eva, yeah. See, but I'm used to people calling me Eva. Well, this is my sheer Minnesotan accent coming out in full force. So I apologize. <laughs> As we end okay. the episode, now we're addressing name. Like, great, great <laughs> hosting skills here. But Eva, yeah. what is the very first thing that you do in the morning? The very first thing I do in the morning is I ask myself, how do I feel and what do I need? Mm. That's a powerhouse of a way to start your day. Yeah, I wake up and then usually it takes me a few minutes to realize that I'm awake. And I'm <laughs> like, how do I feel? Because otherwise, if I don't do that, I go into reactive mode and I just start doing things and without addressing what my body or my mind needs in that moment and in that day. Something so simple, yet so impactful. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is your super weapon? My super weapon? Oh, that is a good question. My super weapon is really, I'm a very good observer and a very good, I hope I say this correct in English, analyzer. Yeah, analyzer. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's also what makes me, like why I am so good at helping people because I don't put my own labels on what they are telling me. So I don't put it through my own filter, but I'm really taking that step back and really observing, okay, what is going on in their life and really analyzing their life. And from that place, I can give really better advice of what they need uh, instead of only saying, oh, I did it like this. So you should also do it like that. But really looking at what do they need. And that's really the fundamentals of a good coach is not just spitting out advice, but helping somebody get to that realization of what they truly need and figuring that out for themselves. Yeah. And the final question always is, what does being fierce mean to you? Being fierce to me means that even though you are scared to do things, you know the bigger thing of why you are doing it. And so you do it anyway. So you have a dream. And even though you're scared to shit, you're bold enough to go for it and yeah, go do it. That, I think that's very fearful. Yeah. I very much agree with that. Ava, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes. I love anytime we get to talk about mindset it's been kind of my new path that I've been really digging into and I know that yeah. the listeners do as well so thank you yeah. for sharing so much yeah thank you for having me on the podcast I really enjoyed it 
Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.